interview um, conversation that I just had with Amy. So I am so excited to share this episode with you listeners um, and hear us talk about her podcast, Essential Aromatica, how important it is to you know, have this balance between, you know, the, the work we do with the community and the work we do with ourselves. And also just, you know, the balance we need to achieve in this world where we get uh, a little spiraled out with social media, with just the fast pace of how everything is, you know, functioning right now, the discourse we hear. Um, it was just so refreshing to me to have this really beautiful conversation with somebody that I, um, now can call a new like herbal plant ally friend. My conversation with Amy was really inspiring to me. So I think you are really going to enjoy this episode today. At least I hope you did. We had such a great conversation. It really like brought me a lot of joy um, just to be able to have open, honest conversation with somebody that I didn't know <laughs> which is really hard on the internet these days, right? In our world of so much strife, it was just really great to make that connection. I had a wonderful time. I hope you enjoy this episode as well. Um, so get cozy and enjoy my conversation with Amy Anthony of NYC Aromatica. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you. Thank you for having me, Jessica. I'm excited to connect with you. So I like to ask people when they come on the show, because we're all such plant people, you know, you're not going to be on the show if I don't know that you're a lover of nature. So I'd like to hear um, as a child, what was your relationship to nature and plants and where did you grow up? Oh, I love that. Um, I long and short, I was born in Detroit, Michigan. But when I was three years old, we moved to the Hudson Valley of New York State. And um, my grandmother was a plant person. I think like many people, my parents, the great grandparents came from Europe in my case. And some of them were farmers. And my mom was a plant person. Um, and she had me outside with her weeding. <laughs> I have pictures of myself at a pretty young age just being outside with this huge grin on my face. You know, um, I was, that's the way life was. So outside with plants, we lived near wetlands. So I remember meeting skunk cabbage and loving it, Jack in the pulpit, lots of wild milkweed and the beloved purple loosestrife was a big issue back then. Um, but that's the origin of it is just being in that and then getting older and moving like, I just find this funny. When I was a teenager, we moved to the Jamestown area of New York, and I planned an herb garden when I was 15. And I was learning Latin binomials and like making a journal. So, like, that's just me. That's who I am, you know? 
Um, that's awesome. And, you know, we're going to get into your love of aromatherapy, but as an herbalist, you know, my very first herb teacher, we got introduced to essential oils and aromatherapy. So, mm. and so from my perspective, like we, um, herbalism is aromatherapy because my teacher, Jane Bothwell, that's the world she, you know, back 25 years ago, that's how people taught herbalism. Well, at mm. least my teachers. So, um, I love that you were into herbs first because that's not always the case with people mm -hmm. who are into aromatherapy. Yeah, good point. Even though to me, they're like one and the same. It's like aromatic plant, you know, mm -hmm. and then you distill them. It's, you know, an yeah. obvious connection. Um, yeah, I just want to share something. Um, when, when I teach, I, I, part of my definition of aromatherapy is that it is a part of herbalism. So I love meeting someone that thinks the same way. Because I think a lot of, dare I say this, a lot of herbalists I've met can kind of turn up their noses at essential oils because they know how much plant material it takes. But then we know as responsible practitioners, we only use a little bit when needed of essential oils. Yeah, absolutely. And not always as the first line of defense, you know, yes. or you know, indulgement or whatever we want to call it. Because <laughs> sometimes we're not treating something. We just like the aromas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you live in New York City now. So here you are like an herb garden at 15 and now you're in the city. <laughs> what prompted the move to a place where, um, like on your website, you said you had, you know, a container garden on your balcony now? Yeah, it's, uh, I moved to New York City in 1999 and living in Western New York, you know, I was a miserable teenager and I was connecting with plants, but I was like, I needed to be back to that East, literal East Coast energy. I wanted to be by, quote, culture, you know, access to museums. Art is still incredibly important to me. And when I moved back to the East Coast, I just knew I felt totally ungrounded. I lived off the ground up on the fourth story was my first apartment. So I knew I was very cognizant how, why I was feeling what, the way I was. So I was like, I joined the Brooklyn Botanic Garden. I just tried to be outside as much as possible. And long and short, I ended up in corporate America and loved it. I still love my profession was a market researcher, uh, but the plants were always calling me. I knew I needed to be in it. And then I found essential oils where they found me. And I don't want to give my whole story unless you want me to share it. I um, was as just much curious. As you want to share. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I was curious about the oils, but I, I believe my first bottle was eucalyptus from probably a Whole Foods. And I was putting it in our humidifier. We live in a loft-like apartment. And I was like, well, what are these? I need to know more. I'm curious. I, I'm a very process-oriented person. So I bought books. I still have my first book. And then I became obsessed within three years of study. This was 2011, 2012. I was like, I must become certified. And around the same time, I quit my job. And um, I was obsessed. And then looking back, it took me a few years to articulate after two certifications that essential oils were a way for me to connect with nature. And I couldn't say it at the time. And so you went to the New York Institute of Aromatherapy, but is that now mm -hmm. the school for aromatic studies or not? Yeah, it, it's a complicated relationship. So Amy started the New York Institute of Aromatherapy and officially storefront in 2015. And I was one of, or I think the second class that she offered for level one certification. And then she and Jade joined forces 
And then they dissolve the school a few years later. So that the physical entities don't exist anymore, but aromatic studies totally still exists. And then Amy has her own, uh, business, uh, under amygalper.com actually. So there, it's like, you know, partnerships come together and dissolve, but sadly that school is gone. Okay. So there are no, and, and the other offerings from Amy and from the school for aromatic studies with Jade, those are all just online offerings at this point. Uh, that's a good question. To the best of my knowledge, but Jade has a really cool place in Virginia where I think she's offering in-person um, retreats and stuff. She's been slowly building that. So check that out if, if your listeners are interested. Um, and you also are teaching and that's one of your passions is um, you like to teach and write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what, what kind of things are you up to other than, you know, um, you know, playing with aromatherapy as much as possible and um, getting out into nature as much as you can. Yeah. And um, just full disclosure, I'm grateful that my husband and I have a place on Long Island. So if you see me and hear about my plants, that's what I'm talking about is on Long Island, um, on the North Fork of Long Island. But I have to say, I, I find it challenging to reconcile the business of I am an herbalist, but I don't really call myself one officially. I studied with Jim McDonald in his program. But oh, hey, reckon, Jim. We like Jim. <laughs> yeah, great teacher. Um, and part, one of the reasons why I chose to study with him was, A, his style, and it was a boondoggle for me to stay with my parents. They live in Michigan. And I would, I'd fly into Michigan once or twice a month, stay with them, and then go to his school, which was really awesome. Um, so... Uh, I reconcile, I'm a big believer in community work and we know plants are for people. Plants give themselves, they're from the earth, they're free. And then there's this business of herbalism and business of essential oils and aromatherapy. So one thing I've tried to do, like I volunteered at a local soup kitchen, we call it a common table for over 10 years, every Thursday. And we, it's all volunteer run and led. I make the aromatic soups and have for a few years. It's like, how do you give back, but also sustain your business? So you asked me a question. I'm going to answer that. (laughs) Um, I want to reconcile community focused work with trying to sustain my small business. So like I am part of um, Herbalist Without Borders with my friend, Carolyn Jones. Uh, She has the healing project. We do free community workshops. I just did a a free community talk last week. And sharing people, um, sharing essential oils and talking about their safety, how they're great by olfactive use only and letting people meet them that way. I um, get corporate gigs that I'm up to. Someone finds me like a big PR agency found me to do this. I was part of this like PR launch for something and I was there. I got a nice paycheck. So I'm like, how do I reconcile paying the bills, (laughs) buying those essential oils, you know, and then actually connecting with the community it's it's a conundrum it really is because you know um most herbalists i know or you know people who love nature are also you know because we see the the community of the plants right and how they Mm -hmm. all cohabitate and um you know function together as this like cohesive whole not that they're always you know uh, it's not always, it can be chaotic. It's not always balanced. 
But, um, but it's like, we want to give that back to our community. It's like, we're community type people, um, Mm -hmm. for the most part. And I love herbalists without borders. Um, I'm definitely familiar with their work and it's good to hear that you're involved with them. Um, your, and one of my questions was going to be your favorite features. So I'm glad you (laughs) threw Jim out there because I, I also love his teaching style um, do you have any other favorite teachers or people you go, they don't necessarily have to be herbalists, but people you go to for inspiration when you are thinking of like, here I am as this being on this planet wanting to give as much as I can um, to our communities and to ourselves and to our loved ones. And so mm-hmm. who really inspires you like that? I love that. Um, well, I, we already mentioned, so definitely Jim. I have to, of course, give a nod out to Amy and Jade. Kathy Skipper, I've took it, taken a few of her um, classes, and I was just in touch with her last week. Um, big influence on my life. I'm a, I really admire her, her style and what she has to offer. Um, I don't know. It's like th- those are the people that really come to mind first and foremost. But like I could think of great aromatherapy books like uh, Gabriel Moget. He was on my podcast, like great inspirational person. He has his own style. He connects with poetry, photography. Like I love just like the whole earth is to, to reach out to different things. And you shared with me, like you love poetry too. being outside. I love to go to museums to get out of my head and go exposed to myself to different art. And I also create a scent boxes. I call them They're They're multimedia and heavily influenced by the work of Joseph Cornell, the quote surrealist artist back, you know, in the sixties uh, and earlier, but um, it's a lot of art artwork, actually museums, being outside, being alone. Like, um, but the, I mentioned the teachers. Those are people that are, are very foundational. And for me, like nature is a teacher, right? And like the plants are our teachers. So when you're like, no, it's like being alone in art. I mean, there's nothing more beautiful than art and poetry. Um, Mm. And let's talk about your podcast since we're talking about, you know, the offerings that you're giving to the world and, you know, the the roots and the branches that you're spreading out here. Um, Your podcast is called Essential Aromatica. Yeah. And, um, I love, I've only listened to a few episodes, full disclosure, but, um, I love that. Yeah. Well, the one that you were like poetry, I was like, well, I have to listen to that one. (laughs) I love poetry. And, um, I was sharing that some girls and I will read a girl group. I have, we like to read poetry to each other. And, um, so what inspired you to, um, to share, you know, essential aromatica with, with the, uh, the internet and the world. (laughs) <laughs> isn't it fun because I, I believe you and I are both believe, if people can believe this or not about me pretty reserved people um but I I have we all have a voice and something to share when we're so excited about it like when I'm in a workshop or teaching class whatever it is I'm like I just can't shut up about this stuff and I'm excited and one thing I love about teaching is being multi-sensorial drawing on different po- points of inspiration so when I was teaching level one and level two certification, how do you meet a plant? I would often try, I'd search for a poems, like a poem about juniper, a poem that has yarrow in it. I'd have people drink like yarrow tea. And then we smell the essential oil. Like, how do you just make it multisensorial and make it exciting? Because we, 
we are all different, right? We're human, but we learn differently. We see and approach things differently. So if I can touch you with something I say that's maybe it's through poetry or a metaphor, maybe that will get your attention. You're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. That makes me really excited about this plant. Oh, I can't wait to get outside, you know, or whatever. But it's really that dynamism. Is that a fair word to use? Just different textures, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And one of the episodes that I have listened to was the one with, and I hope I don't mispronounce her name too much, is Yuliana Yuliana Kiryeva with the olfactory sounds. I was like, this is like how my brain works. I'm like, no, I see how these connections work. Not that I... um, you know, I'm, I'm versed in like music theory, like she is or anything, but just the concept of like, yes, I totally resonate with this. Um, cause as an acupuncturist, we do to, I do tuning forks. So we are like in, you know, it's just, it all to me, you know, it's just all this one cohesive whole that is beautiful if you allow yourself to experience it in all of those different sensory ways, like you were talking about. Yeah, I love that you listened to that. Thank you. And when I came across what she was doing, um, she's been doing this for a while. She finally opened herself up to expressing and sharing her music because I think a lot of us fall into this trap. She was doing that. And so am I to this day. Like I'm an aromatherapist. This is what I know. I want to teach you. And it's like, we're all kind of doing the same thing. So how do you find your voice, right? How do you find your voice? And when I was listening to her compositions and her conducting as she would probably call it it's just like it made me cry and it's just these things can move you and I think the more we could be vulnerable and open up and just shut off our that monkey mind right and just be like okay here I am with this oil or drinking this tea how do I feel Right. And that's part of great teaching, right, is learning from our teachers of what is attunement? How do we tune into the plant messages, whether it's an essential oil or a tea or a tincture? Da, 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 da. Yep, absolutely. Or just growing a plant in your windowsill because that's what you yeah. have. And you can have basil or oregano or, you know, some culinary herb that is aromatic and delicious and, you know, yeah. going to change your life in some way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So let's talk about your favorite plant, um, either, you know, from an uh, essential oil or aromatic perspective or just, you know, herbalism, however you want to approach it. What, uh, just give me like your top, and I know it's going to be hard, but your top. <laughs> <laughs> it is super hard because you would probably say the same thing. It depends on the season, you know, it, it depends on so much, but I have been obsessed with a local aromatic plant, sweet fern, uh, Comptonia peregrina, for many years. And I have it growing here on Long Island. I distill for its hydrosol every June, let's say. And I am slowly getting to know it. Uh, it's, it's a wild trip. Um, just being with it. I, I, I walk out here in the Pine Barrens um, it's of Long Island and you see it growing out here and I get so excited. My husband's like, what, what, what are you doing? Um, but so Comptonia Peregrina is an obsession, you could say, and someone else that is prevalent around here, uh, Juniperus virginiana, is just someone that I've always admired, but um, I'm pausing because it's probably... 
since around you know 2020 because we I was spending more time out here on Long Island and I just remember connecting with these older uh, juniper trees, junipers, excuse me, Virginiana, and just their wisdom and their strength and their stillness. And those are the two that I come back to all the time. And um, I'm trying to make a practice of advocate for local or Native American aromatics. That's great. Um as, as we should, right? We need to start like thinking about how far things travel to get to us. But also, you know, one thing that we have in common is our love of essential oils and our concern about how much plant material it takes to make essential oils and how willy nilly people are utilizing essential oils in this way that is like so destructive for our planet. Um, yeah. So talk about that for just a minute. What's, what, do you have any solutions or ideas for like how we can educate people and, you know, just be like, we have got to slow this train down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I really like uh, that question and the way I will answer that is through when I was putting myself out into the world after, you know, things changed in 2020 I was like, I'm sick of, okay, let me, let me say this. I remember giving a workshop. It was in 2019 with a, at a charter school in Brooklyn. I taught there a few times. It was a med- meditation teacher found me. And I remember this lovely girl at the end of one of the sessions coming up to me and asking, she said, I thought aromatherapy and essential oils was just for r- rich white women. And I remember not even flinching and be like, plants are for everybody. So my goal, I'm trying the best I can, is to be like, aromatherapy is accessible. We can go outside um, and rub a plant. You can grow aromatic plants in your yard, on your windowsill. You could go into nature and you can rub your hands against them and smell them. That's aromatherapy. You know, like we don't have to, you know, go to the bottle all the time. We could, um, oh my gosh, one of my favorite things is I mentioned I make the soup a lot at St. George's on Thursdays. I'll always make a pot of the infusion on the side of herbs to then add into the overall mix. And I love it when I do that because mostly bay laurel, I'll have like 30 bay laurel leaves in there and I'll lift that lid off. And it's like an orgasm. It's explosive. It's just like, oh my God, this is heaven. You know, and I get it. I'm like, everyone come over here and smell this. And to me, like, that's exciting. Like it's so effective. Uh, It's part of aromatherapy and that that's part of my message is it doesn't always have to be the little brown or blue bottles that I think a lot of people forget about the life force behind it in the supply chain. And I'm babbling. I want it. I want to hear your feedback. Um, No, it's not babbling. It's absolutely (laughs) like this is what we should be telling people and just from, it's not even telling, it's like reminding people. It's like, we've always, as long as humanity has been here, there have been some sort of plant that we ingest, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or smell or evolve mm-hmm. alongside that. It doesn't, you know, to me, it's like everything else we do in our, you know, we're very extreme people. <laughs> um, and as Americans, we're a very extreme, like greater culture of like how we think we're supposed to be moving in the world. Mm. Um, and part of that is like, you know, faster, stronger, more. 
instead of like, hey, it's like these little tiny, like subtle moments of, yes, you're like walking to work and maybe you're in a hurry and distracted. And then you pass lavender or rose or juniper or something mm. and the wind's blowing the right way and <laughs> like it stops you and you're like, it's like, okay, well, there's your moment of bliss. There's your moment of self-care. There's your moment of having an aromatic herbal medicine experience, whatever you want to call it. Like that was a moment of medicine. And like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be, you don't need 20 drops on this nope. thing in this way, like with the sun setting, you know, everyone's like, <laughs> I love ritual. I love ritual, but I, yeah. am, it drives me crazy how everyone's got this, like, it has to be this complex situation where it's like, no, mm. you walk, you know, you take two yeah. seconds to walk past the plant, touch it, move on, appreciate it, you know? And if you have 15 minutes to sit there and meditate with it or whatever, beautiful, maybe even better for you in that moment. But we don't, you know, we just complicate everything and, um, and think we need to spend money on it for it to be Mm -hmm. valuable. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm, a, I'm like the freebie. I'm like, dude, if it's free, I feel like that had way more value because I like, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I, mean, part, <laughs> I just want, you know, I, I love it because I, this is a non-aromatic experience, but today there's two Eastern redbud trees that are blossoming on the back of our house here. And I saw a mate, I'm pretty sure it was a Mason bee just go up to those flowers. And I was, I was just like, it gave me that burst of joy. And I, I, I love it. Cause it brings out my little kid, right? I'm just like, I smile and I think I'm, I'm like, ee! you know, I make some sound or something, but it's just so joyful. And it's just these little gaps that are gorgeous. And I have my soapbox, which I think you will share with me of I'm sick of essential oils. Like you were saying of being consumptive or having to be the rituals. Like, we can, yes, it's great to have a product, but I'm a huge advocate of having your bottle of oil and knowing that one drop of that essential oil on a cotton pad or smell from the bottle or for special occasions, direct palm inhalation is powerful. And that's all we need. And we don't have to like make products. I'm going to be really candid here. I, I've met, we meet people. There's a lot of people with a dream up there of, I want my own product line. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but, you know, maybe you could do both, but, you know, it's like how many more, how much, much more how, how much need out there? How, yeah. Thanks for saying how much. <laughs> um, and, and I, full disclosure, as you know, I have a yeah. product line that yes. I won't even promote to be totally honest with you because um, there's too much out there. And like, mm-hmm. yes, people need this medicine, but I would rather them just like make a very, very small batch for their self and their friends and then give mm-hmm. it to them or have some sort of barter and trade if they feel like they need to monetize off it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, there's a place for things. And then, you know, if, yeah, there's a place for product. There certainly is. So I'm not here to product bash and stuff, but there's a way, like you said, if the medicine is needed, and if it's used or worked with respectfully, it's powerful. Absolutely. And, you know, I am a huge proponent of empowering people by, um, you know, with education, of course, but, you know, like um, the lotion or the 
the uh, infused oil that you're going to make yourself mm-hmm. is going to be for so much more powerful than the one that you bought uh, from Whole Foods. Um, yeah. But like, if you don't want to make it or you don't have time for that or whatever, then at least try to find some like small batch local herbalist in your area, because there's probably a lot of them that are making their own products and maybe they're not like, you know, on the shelf with like a super professional label, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are ways that we can tap into that without it having to be like, you know, corporate America style. Yeah. And you're, you sharing that. I'm just thinking of uh, the herbal community that's out here in Eastern Long Island and there, these we're out here. Like I could recommend, you know, two people at the top of my head that are amazing herbalists and uh, one that has an organic, small organic medicinal farm here, like really awesome people. So I appreciate you reminding me of that. Yeah, because I love to get things from my friends. You know, I have friends, uh, one of my best friends uh, who was on the podcast recently, Jessica Shepard, she also does distillation. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love getting her hydrosols like, mm-hmm. and my other friend, Katie, she also makes hydrosols. So whenever I'm like running low, I'm like, Hey, uh, mm-hmm. do you guys have anything you can send me? <laughs> because I mean, it's, there's just nothing like it, you know, to have your friends, um, products yeah. or creations, you know, I don't even want to call them product. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> creations. <laughs> yeah. And I love distilling. When I distill, I don't sell my hydrosols except to people I know who happen to be, you know, in the plant community or clients. I see private clients. Like I just had someone this week. Uh, We had a session and I'm making something for them. So I am making a product. And as he was leaving, I was like, uh, Angelica Root is part of uh, his blend. And I have Angelica Root hydrosol that I distilled. So I'm like, I put it in his foot. I give uh, my clients foot soaks. So I was like, you have to have Angelica in the foot soak, the hydrosol. And I gave him a spray bottle as a gift on the way out. Because I want my hydrosols to be like, you know, you want to know where they're going. There's, there's love and a lot of stuff. You know what goes into that. So into that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, do you have any advice for like budding herbalist or aromatherapist or just like people who love nature? Do you have any advice for them if they feel like maybe, uh, you know, maybe they don't want to have their own product line, but maybe they do want to just like delve deeper into working with plant. Do you have any like resources for them or advice you would give or advice you wish you would have gotten when you were trying to transform from like corporate work into working with plants? Oh yeah, that's funny. Um, full disclosure, like I wanted to be a landscape architect when I was in high school and then I was forever like obsessing to study herbalism around the age of 18, 19, 20. So I've always had that calling. So listen to yourself. And I'm going to quote Jim, I think Jim McDonald a few years ago, he, he put a post on Facebook and I'm not on Facebook at all anymore. Um, realize that you just don't do it overnight. Like you, you still need your J-O-B. Like it's really hard. God bless the people that could just be like, hey, I'm suddenly this big herbalist. I'm teaching. Like it takes years, right? And you might have to do other gigs or do whatever. So it, it takes time. Um, and I appreciated his candidness in that post. And 
I mean, the internet's a blessing and a curse. So I remember seeking an herbalist teacher. And when I found Jim, I was thankful for his videos he put up online because I was like, oh, I really appreciate his teaching style. And again, I mentioned I'm from Michigan. I was able to visit my parents. So if you can, um, you know, the internet's great. Go to people's websites, blogs, YouTube, whatever it is, and just sample the writing content. Oh, here's another thing. Like, uh, go to book for me. It's, it's still a great resource is, you know, the complete guide to aromatherapy by Salvatore Battaglia. It's, it's like the second edition's been out. Uh, it's much more robust now. I'm not here to sell his book. I'm just, it's a great resource because when you get something like that, he lists all of the books. It's like a, it's a great resource to be like, oh, I should buy that book or I should follow that herbalist or aromatherapist. Like finding one good book like that and seeing their resources and citations, goldmine. Because then you know, like, oh, I should really look into these books, you know, or this what this individual. You, will you say his name and the name of the book slower, please? Oh, sorry. I'm like, no, no, no. I actually have a copy here right next to The Secret Life of Plants by Steve, Stephen Harold Brunner. Uh, so this is The Complete Guide to Aromatherapy. By Salvatore Battaglia, B-A-T-T-A-G-L-I-A. And he's Australian. Um, and he's still, I mean, he has his own product line, I believe, and all this stuff. But again, um, this, again, I'm being bold. I think you share with me, you could be bold too. Like, there's a lot of, can I swear? Absolutely. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of shit out there. There's a lot of bad things. I've purchased some aromatherapy books. I'm just like, why did I buy that? I never reference it. This is one of the ones I always look at as a go-to reference book. And that's another thing, like as an herbalist, aromatherapist, whatever, listen to yourself. Like you and I were talking about the small gaps and moments and attunement. When I gave myself permission to stop seeking information from other people, when I I have this project called Luna Aroma. I worked on for like a year and a half. When I gave myself permission to like look and observe my world that I live in, literally, it just opened my world. I mean, that's the biggest piece of advice I have. It's been so empowering. That's awesome. I love that. It's, uh, it's so good to, you know, we did not know each other before this podcast. Sometimes I do have my friends on the podcast. Um, so it's really like a pleasure just to be like, oh my gosh, I feel so good knowing that somebody is out there who's not, um, you know, everyone's like wants to be this internet Instagram influencer on some topic like foraging or herbalism or aromatherapy. And it's like so necessary for business to do social media. And it's mm -hmm. incredible because there are such, there are some incredible voices getting out there. But you have to like weed through all the muck and BS and the like, what the fuck are you doing and saying? And then it becomes viral and you're like, wow, a bun we see how misinformation and, you know, intentional misinformation is getting out there, but also just like uneducated and or ignorant people thinking that they're passing on great knowledge. And you're like, that is not great knowledge and but I love your enthusiasm but like get back a little bit and you don't have to say everything out loud on camera 
You don't, you know, like we don't have to be experts. We can just be like a lover of nature mm-hmm. and a lover of what we do without broadcasting it with a megaphone times, you know, infinity. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Um, and I'm just laughing because I have these videos I did and I'm still doing them called plant talk. A lot of herbalists call themselves plant talks, right? And you'll, uh, there one take, I mess up, I misspeak. I'm by my still, the condenser starts to go haywire. It's just like life is full of things that shows that you're not perfect. You know, I, I love it. And I love giving myself the permission to be a teacher and be like, I don't have all the answers and it's okay for me to say, I don't know. And when I gave myself that permission, again, it's like, it just opens your world. You can breathe a little easier because it's like, yeah, I'm a human. I don't know everything far from it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Honor those mistakes. And, you know, I, I, my husband is a great business person and he um, always talks about his failures as mm-hmm. eventually becoming a success because you learn from them. Right. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate that. And just in, in all of life of, um, you know, and a lot of times now you'll just bring it back to the internet is we mm-hmm. fail publicly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, how, you know, one, that's a beautiful thing. Cause it can be humbling, <laughs> mm-hmm. but also it does like make you want to like, Hey, let's step back and really think about this and not always, you know, let's have a reflection moment before it is out there. Because if you make a mistake, it is much more widespread and, you know, yeah. not everybody catches the correction and the mistake is what gets passed on, you know, like, yeah. um, bad, bad information, bad information. Uh, Ugh, but yeah, I'm just pausing because I'm thinking about, you know, I shared with you earlier and I'm, I'm just not here like promoting myself because I, I mentioned to you, I'm playing the game. I didn't want to have a lot of my material out there for criticism and comment. So I had everything on Vimeo and I want to control over my stuff. And then I'm just like, all right, Amy, you're going to start playing the game. And I started a YouTube channel. I'm like me, Amy Anthony with a YouTube channel. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's hilarious. You know, oh, all like my it, friends laughed at me when we talked about it. They were, and then they saw me with makeup on on these videos because <laughs> people put makeup on me, and they were like, "Oh my god, that does not look like you." I mean, like, yeah, yeah, no, you never see me in makeup, and here I am, hair done, makeup, like, just the whole thing was so not who I am. So you know, um, I get it. It's yeah. my friends are like, "Yeah, like you literally like live off the grid in the middle of the woods." I'm like, "Yep," and here I am with a YouTube channel. Um, what you share with the audience and with the listeners, you know, with the people out on the world, what your YouTube channel is. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's what's on my website. So I just want to share the information. Like if you're a curious aromatherapist, someone that's interested in distillation, you can just spend time with me. Like I'll have videos where I'm like, Hey, I'm harvesting rosemary today. And I'm going to be in the garage at the still. And I'm going to talk about the plant and the essential oils. Like it's, hang out with me. You know, it's really what it is. It's like, I'm not going to shut up about this stuff because I love it so much. And I just really want you to hang out. I genuinely love what I do. Um, I, I don't know if you feel the same way. Like I am, I sh- I'm pretty reserved. I share it. I'm pretty introverted. I do very well alone. And I found, I never knew I could be a teacher 
And I found that the plants, because I'm the conduit for the plants at voice and I'm the, I'm always learning, but I learned like I am this vessel to help try to share information with those who resonate with my style. Right. So I think that's really is powerful. And not be like, I'm the voice of the plants. But it's it's like, (laughs) like, I need this stuff in my life and I want to share. And that's what's cool about doing that. And I remember learning that from Amy Galper. She's like, you'll find your teachers. If you like their style, you'll go learn from them. Because maybe you'll hear of a famous herbalist or aromatherapist. And you're like, yeah, I listened to some lectures and I just, I don't like, they don't resonate with me. So you'll find someone else, you know. Amy and I were talking about this recently. It's like, we're all doing the same thing. It's just, what are you presenting? You know, like, what's your style? What's your voice? And how do you be you, right? Yeah, absolutely. I tend to like do my best when I am being me and not being what I think um, I'm supposed to be because this is like how it's trending or, you know, um, I know a lot of very successful internet marketing people and um, with like ad agencies and, you know, I know I have a lot of very successful friends in those ways and I can't bring myself to tap into it. Like, you know, because it doesn't feel like me, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, the people who find me will find me and it'll be great. You know, for all of us, it will be a very reciprocal relationship without me having to, um, you know, and this is not great business, business advice for people, but like, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, you do things on your own pace and not because the world is at this like deafening pace around you. Like it's okay to go slow. And it's okay, yeah, to slowly find your people and to find your passions without feeling like you're on this um, timeline or getting left behind or whatever it is that these stories we tell ourselves as business people, um, you know, there's there's a lot of pressure. So my I'm I'm giving my own advice to the to the budding herbalist (laughs) slash people out there is, um, yeah, like it's not a race. Just go slow and do what you want to do, not what you feel like you're supposed to be doing. You know, yeah, I love that. It's not your I, truth. You know, it may not be your truth, or maybe it is, and you rock star that. You know, and then it's like, well, good for you. <laughs> yeah, we all have their. It's it's what resonates, right? And I I think it's my understanding that you know we're in a business, right? When you look at it that way, and we have to practice what we preach. So if we're not taking time to pause and self-care and be with the plants and do our, I won't say rituals, because I love how you- or, I love rituals, don't get me wrong. I am a ritual No, I'm not person, saying, but, I don't, know, I'm not saying, you know- Everything's I, extreme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, uh, we need those. We need that. We need our bath. We need our time. Like just before our conversation, I was outside transplanting blue vervain. And like, I need that time. Like, and I know that about myself. So it's important to, you know, we have to, we have to walk the walk. Otherwise it's just, it's, it's gross if if you don't walk the walk. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And you know, there's so many good people out there. So I'm glad there's a lot of us walking the walk and like listening to your podcast, I think is going to just inspire more people because it's like, here's your truth out there. And so people will be inspired by that. Um, I am going to call you out, though, because you never gave me your YouTube handle. 
Oh, it's, it's sorry. It's, it's NYC Aromatica. NYC Aromatica. No, I just laugh because I'm the same oh. way. People will be like, yeah, and then you didn't promote oh. yourself at the end. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I forgot about that part. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can I, I have to share this with you, and I, I still do it. What, every class I teach workshop, I'll just jump right in. And I don't do the, hi, I'm Amy Anthony. Uh, you know, I don't even tell you my name. I'll just, like, start. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, I need to tell you who I am. <laughs> Like, that's just me, you know, and I'll like put my pen down someplace. and I'll be talking like, oh, where did I put my pen? And I have like all this crap in front of me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's right under my nose. So it's just like so me. And, you know, I'm not going to it's just funny. It's just hilarious. So, yeah, at NYC Aromatica, that's my business name. Right. So that's my website. That's my my Instagram handle. It's my YouTube channel handle. That's my fake voice. Yeah, you know, and I I can appreciate the good things that YouTube and Instagram and, you know, I'll, I'm not on TikTok because I just, my brain, it, like all those videos scrolling like messes oh. with my psyche. Um, but I, I appreciate it because it does, it brings me to people like you who were, I'm like, oh my gosh, now there's something positive that I can look at when I do want to spend that time online. Um, because we do thankfully get to cure, well, for good and bad, get to Mm -hmm. curate our experiences on there. Um, so, um, I appreciate you, um, doing that, you know, having a YouTube channel and having an Instagram, although, you know, we're plant people and we'd rather be in nature. I appreciate you sharing, um, your passion with people because it's super important, you know, just for like our final couple of minutes, is there anything else you would like to share with people? I think we covered all the bases. I mean, we could find other topics, but like, I think folks, you know, you know where to find me. Um, I am super passionate about on my podcast, my Luna Aroma series. So that's a pet project that I just love and I incorporate poetry and, uh, you know, a guided aromatic encounter is what I call it. Um, I like that guided aromatic, <laughs> aromatic encounters. Yeah. You know, to be really frank, I'm like, I can't call it a guided meditation. It's like, I'm not, that's not me. So I'm like, what is, what am I doing here? It's a guided aromatic encounter. And it's just very near and dear to me. And I want to give a shout out to podcasting and getting to meet awesome people like, like you, like podcasting has just opened my world. And I thought Luna Aroma was be a book. And I was like, no, it's, it can't be a book. Like this is literally me guiding you through something (laughs) and me kind of like going on and on for like, it's like 15 minutes or so. Like it, the podcasting sphere, like, can help you do things I don't think that we we could have done before. So I I think this space is pretty awesome, honestly. You know, I agree. I love um I love podcasts. And so it to me it's I'm a very like audio learner. So I mm. you know and like I do like of course I watch like TV or whatever, but um I love to just, I, I love learning by listening and experiencing by listening. And, um, you know, it just goes back to that, like old school, like, you know, we have evolved with oral st- storytelling yes. um, and that's what podcasting is. It's like, you know, I, I heard there was something like 5 million podcasts out there and it's like, yeah, there's 5 million people 
participating in oral storytelling and sharing that space with community and with people. And just, um, I love it. The podcast, my putting out my podcast is also one of the favorite things that I do in that, in the business realm. Mm -hmm. Um, because it is the most authentic to me. I, um, I am a reserved person, but I, once I get to know somebody, um, you know, all I do is want to talk and like, mm-hmm. listen and, ex- and just like be in that space with people. So yeah, definitely, uh, two thumbs up for podcast, um, and, yeah. and all of the internet world and that realm of how we communicate with one another. Um, I'm, I'm big on the podcast for sure. Yeah. Uh, I know we're winding down here. I really want to thank you for saying that, that it's oral storytelling and I never articulated it that way. And that makes so much sense. So I thanks for putting, giving me those words. I lot. I listen to a lot of indigenous podcasts as part of uh, the, some of my podcasts that I listen to. And um, so I definitely don't take credit for coming up with that, like understanding of how what we're doing um I can't remember which podcast it was but I heard it on on another podcast and I was like oh my gosh that's absolutely what we're doing here like duh you know it was like one of those epiphany moments of like of course it's like when you you know smell an aromatic essence of whatever it is you know when you have this moment of like oh of course this connection is made how could I have forgotten Mm. that this is what we do and how we communicate and resonate with other beings Um, yeah so I guess I mean it's what you're sharing now it's it's distresses the importance of opening up to people again I I do very well alone, but I know I need to reach out and quote, stretch myself to engage with other people. And like when I do, like speaking with you is just joyful. I'm going to be floating after this and outside back in the garden. And, you know, it's, it's awesome. We we need to communicate in these good ways. We're sharing, we're not attacking each other, you know, we're, (laughs) we're sharing. Yes. And, uh, and appreciating our similarities and our differences, you know, (laughs) like how, um, we all, or did we didn't all used to, but like how we, um, at one time this, uh, there seemed to be a mutual respect that is really hard to, to see these days. So I appreciate, um, I appreciate getting to know you this way. You know, it's been really fun. Oh, I do too, Jessica. This is awesome. It's uh, thank you for having me as a guest. This is, I, I now have another plant friend. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like a friendship is going to come out of this podcast. And that makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate your time. This has been a real joy. Yes, it has, Amy. And um, yeah, I look forward to speaking with you again. And um, thank you, listeners, for listening to this episode with uh, me and Amy talking about our love plant. And um, everyone just have um, an epic day.
want to thank Amy for her candidness, for her time, for her wisdom, for her enthusiasm and passion for plants, and just, um, you know, for being so willing to speak with me, uh, frankly, because I know that's not always easy. Um, so I just appreciate having a new like-minded person in my in my sphere, whether it's internet or we actually meet in person one day, I just want to encourage all of us to, you know, reach out to each other. Let's get those roots and branches like growing towards each other instead of away from one another, which is what our world is really promoting right now is division. So I really just want to say um, thank you, listeners, for taking your precious time to listen to the, to the herb walk and to share it with your friends and, and please do share it with your friends and, uh, you know, look Amy up, check out NYC Aromatica and listen to her podcast, Essential Aromatica. And, um, yeah, just, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Get out there in nature. If you can, uh, smell those flowers, put your hand in the dirt, all the good things. And I look forward to um, any comments you may have. You can follow me on Instagram at Jessica Baker underscore herbalist. Facebook, if Jessica Baker LAC. And uh, yeah, my website, bakerbotanica.com. Until next time. Mm-hmm.